Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Just a heads up that this week's episode has some pretty explicit language. Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Right Now-ish. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, and today we're discussing the fine art of comedy. I'm going to let y'all in on this little game that I play in my head, right? It's called, What Comedian Would I Want to Accompany Me in a Given Situation? Like, I'm going on a road trip. Do I want to ride with Robin Williams or Ali Wong? No more fancy Japanese toilet bidet where water comes out and Hello Kitty sings a song until your butthole's fresh and clean. I mean, I'd probably say Dave Chappelle, but he smokes too many damn cigs. <coughs> your smoking is a health risk for me. I don't want to work in this kind of environment. Or political event. I'm rolling with Chris Rock or Michelle Wolf. Or actually, I'd probably roll with George Carlin. We got some dumbass motherfuckers floating around this country. Dumbass motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got you. If I'm at a party, I'm bringing Richard Pryor. No doubt about that one. I don't fuck around. There's something about the combination of a certain comedian and a specific setting. And today, we're talking to the Bay Area Zone, Chris Riggins, who's the comic I'd most likely smoke a joint with while discussing the finer things in life, like relationship etiquette. I kind of came up with a way for you ladies to combat the dick pic epidemic. Like, for instance, like, uh, ladies, when you ever get a dick pic that you don't want, what you do is you send back a picture of a bigger dick. (laughs) (laughs) And on the caption, you put, one, two, three, four, I declare a dick war. More comedy and conversation in a moment. Stay tuned. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. 
This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Chris Riggins has been rocking stages since 2009. That's when his friends challenged him to open up for Dave Chappelle. He took to that challenge with ease, and now he's facing a new hurdle, learning how to perform for audiences remotely. With venues closed because of COVID-19, Riggins took his act online, and he's seen some success with it because he's a pro. Duh. Man, you are a professional comedian. Uh, that's what they say. Tell me a joke. <laughs> you know, that is the, that's the professional comedian's kryptonite. If you ever want a professional comedian to go away, like, hey, tell me a joke. Uh, uh, I gotta go. Like, it's, 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 it's guaranteed gonna happen. It's messed up. Like, I... There's no other profession where somebody's like, hey, you work at Burger King? Make me a burger. Like, at all. I mean, maybe except for drug dealers. You deal drugs? Well, deal me some drugs. <laughs> deal me some drugs. Riggins is from South Burger, a place that was historically redlined, leading to it becoming a predominantly African-American community. I actually lived there for a short period of time during my teenage years. Let me tell you, I had some significant experiences around girls, politics, culture, and of course, marijuana. But I wonder what it was like for him. It was one of those communities where we saw everything. You know, had two-parent homes, single-parent homes, uh, grandparents raising kids. Uh, it was just, you know, very diverse. Also, it's just Berkeley, so. There's uh, some prestige to South Berkeley, too. I'm thinking about that, like, statue of William Byron Rumford, mm -hmm. the gentleman who had the clinic in South Berkeley and is responsible for the Rumford Act. And that's how we get fair housing in, in California. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's a part of history that is often overlooked. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure to bring that up and also ask you how it's inspired you as a writer. Uh, you know, it has inspired me because, like, it's no matter how I try to get away from it, I have to have some activism in my jokes. There's some jokes where I really break down some hardcore shit, like, you know, some serious shit, and people are like, are we still joking? Yeah, we're still joking, but I'm going to let this little serious part sit in there for a second while I get to the joke. Right now, we at this part, you need to realize what makes it so funny. What makes it so funny is this terrible shit right here. I try to, you know, give people a, a release from it. Like, you know, right now what's happening is everybody's sitting online right now reading the same stories, reading the same articles, sharing the same information, saying the same opinion. All oh, everybody's got, this, you know, and it's become a cycle of now there's nothing people can think about besides that. So what my job is now is to say, Okay, there's this tragic thing going on right now, but let's laugh at the funny parts about it. You know, let's laugh and be real about the fact that black men ain't gonna be walking around wearing a bunch of masks. It just, it just can't happen. It's just, it's not safe for us. So we, we, in a, we, we in a double predicament. Do we catch COVID or do we uh, get shot by the cops? Which one, guys? Catch COVID, catch a bullet. What do you want to do? Yeah. Is it too soon to crack jokes about COVID? 
No way. That's all we've been doing. I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm writing jokes for after COVID because I'm like, okay, these jokes are going to be relevant until we all get out of it. And they maybe for a month after. I, you know, it's funny. It's like I'm, I'm running into comedians who are scared to do these shows. And they're like, uh, I don't want to do this show. It doesn't feel like comedy. I'm like, well, maybe you're not a comedian. I don't know. <laughs> you said that. I tuned into the one the other night and you were like, people who are uncomfortable performing in front of audiences where they don't get a response, they should just be used to it. I'm not going to say I'm the best comedian ever, but I'm the best comedian ever because I've figured out a way not to bomb. And that is, I don't bomb. I have sets that are not as good as other sets, but wasn't a bomb. And that's because as soon as you give a bomb energy, then you start only doing comedy not to bomb. And the thing about comedy is you're going to bomb. But if you don't give energy, did you really bomb? You see what I'm saying? I know a large part of the comedy is like that interaction with the crowd. Since you don't have that crowd to interact with, how do you do comedy? When I'm on Facebook Live or Instagram Live, I just kind of get the computer or the phone real close to me, and I just read the comments because people are responding, and then when they hear you respond, then they're like, oh, he's responding to me, and then they, they're sending, you know, sharing it with other people, and it's, it's more personable. The Zoom was a whole nother level because actually I could see people's faces. So I was like roasting people in their house. Like I had one dude get up and show me his house so I could roast his house. I was like, walk around your house so I can roast your house. You know, it, it was fun. And I think everybody enjoyed it. So, well, like, what were you roasting? Like his, his choice of curtains? Like, what? <laughs> I was referring to the fact that social distancing is sort of a privilege. And he had a house big enough for all of us to go social distance in. And then I made him walk around his large house and I talked about his art pieces. I was like, you arrogant motherfucker. <laughs> I'd said he looked like uh, Jeff Goldblum playing him in a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> How did he take to it? Oh, he loved it. Rich people love to get roasted. So in doing these online performances where you don't have the crowd in front of you, how do you know that your jokes are even landing with them? With Facebook Live, I tell people to give us the heart emojis, the thumbs up, the heart emoji, the laugh. Like, give us emojis. The, you know, because when you're watching, the emojis are going up and, you know, the heart's going up, the laughter's going up. So you can see through that. And then on Zoom, you can hear the people. Like, they actually can turn their mics on. It's the best time to be quarantined because we have the most technology to still communicate. True. And you have a captive audience right there. Even if they can't necessarily interact with you, they can somewhat respond to you. Yeah. Well, and if somebody leaves online, it doesn't like it's not as painful. Like if they leave your show in person, it's like, oh, man, you're just going to walk out in the middle and they leave online. You don't even know. The future of anything is, is adaptation. I mean, like I can admit I was one of those stand up comedians who was like, you know, I don't like these Instagram comedians. I don't like these YouTube guys. It's just because they're editing. They're funny. They're doing stuff. They got 20 takes and they're editing it where I'm going on stage. and I got one take to say this joke right in front of a crowd of 2000 people or it's going to be bad. You know, it's making you really adapt your material. Because the material has to be funny now. It's like it's it's weeding out the people who are making it on energy or whatever. Now it's like, oh, are you funny? Because I can't say nothing back to you, so you better hope I'm laughing. Yeah, man. He's not just talking that shit about raising the comedic bar. He's backing it up. And we're going to end this episode by sharing a little treat with you. Here's Chris talking that aforementioned shit 
on stage at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. If you know anything, here's the thing, I'm married. I don't really have to work, but I work because I smoke weed. Because here's the thing, it's not manly to ask your wife for weed money, okay? <laughs> you know, I don't have to work. My wife has a great job, I have a big dick, everybody wins. I don't have to work. But I have to work because I like to smoke weed. Because here's the thing, I like to go to the Cannabis Club. When you go to the Cannabis Club, weed is not the same. It's taxed at the Cannabis Club. That's right, so a dime bag isn't $10, that shit is $13.83. You gotta have a job to buy tax weed, okay? Cause you can't walk in there with $8 like, hey man, I got $8 right now. I get the rest of you on Monday when I get my check. You know what I'm saying, is it good? No, it's not good, take your ass home. That's why it, you have to have a job. Cause if you don't have a job, you gotta go to the shitty weed man. He's a shitty weed man. Let me tell you something. You go to the camera store, they got all kinds of weed. They got shit you never heard of, like Baby Mama Killer Kush. They got everything. <laughs> you go to the shitty weed man, he got one kind of weed. Weed. That's it. <laughs> Ain't no variety. He don't even know what the fuck it is. And he don't even put it in a bag like a real weed man. No, this motherfucker put it in tin foil. So now I gotta pick out weed crumbs and pump it up tin foil like a crackhead and shit. Look, I just wanna get a little bit high, man. I'm not trying to be a crackhead about this shit, all right? And the worst part is, him and his girlfriend, they share a cell phone because he broke as fuck. But she don't know he sell weed, so she take the phone every day to work from nine to six, and I can't call this motherfucker till after 10 p.m. when she go to sleep. And we be on the phone whispering like two 12-year-old girls who ain't supposed to be up that late. I be like, my weed, I think I'm good, I get back to the bus stop, guess what happens? I get robbed. <laughs> Motherfucker robbed me, took all my shit, and I'm thinking he's gonna run off into the night like a regular robber. No, he's standing at the bus stop too, because this is his means of escape. So now I gotta stand at the bus stop for 30 minutes with this motherfucker that just robbed me, and he's trying to spark up a conversation like we done bonded over this shit. He fucking being rude, he smoking cigarettes out my pack and shit. He fucking took my phone, updated my Instagram status, talking about just got robbed my current situation. Click, like, fuck you, man. In San Francisco, y'all been really great, man. One time for Chris Riggins, man. You are a funny-ass dude from South Berkeley. You can catch him doing sets every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., on his Instagram live at Chris Riggins Comedy. Chris Riggins is spelled R-I-G-G-I-N-S Comedy. All one word on Instagram. And when Outside opens back up, I'm sure you'll see him making regular appearances at venues all throughout Northern California. And while I have your ear, I want to ask you all to do us a huge favor. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Come on, you know the way the world works. It's all about numbers. We need more downloads, subscriptions, and please tell a friend about how much you love what we have going on. We're looking to grow our network, and we can't do it without you. So thank you. And while I'm doing thank yous, gotta give a thank you to Ashley Ann Krigbaum. She's the producer who made this happen. And our editor, Jessica Platchik. And thank you to the higher-ups at KQED. That's Erica Aguilar, David Marcus, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pendarvis Harshaw, and I ain't no joke. Peace. 
I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Adirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.